Extraterrestrial Culture and National Boy Scout Day, everyone. Welcome to another GigoCast, where we cover 10 <laughs> topics and trailers in as close to an hour as possible. That may seem like a weird you know, connection to unrelated holidays, but uh, we'll we'll find out soon enough. Anyway, it's, uh, my name's Kelton. Joining me, as always, is my amazing co-host, Grift. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's such a like weird mashup. Of, well, because it's like, about getting uh, probed or Molested. Yeah. It, that's the the commonality is that you're being violated <laughs> in an orifice in some capacity, and you have to commemorate that in some uh, incredibly traumatizing kind of way. Yeah, and the, and the government's covering up both of them. <laughs> <laughs> my brain did not go there for that joke. I my first thought was just like I'm definitely the I'm the one who was molested the earliest. <laughs> A Jew who is uh, who is circumcised, and that's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. The intro. No, no, no. Actually, go ahead. That the the ethereal voice, you know, that we hear. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Yeah, I was gonna let's, let's run with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was gonna I was gonna give you kind of you know the red carpet <laughs> spiel here, but we're already you know truth bombing them <laughs> as we're going here. Uh, so go ahead, introduce yourself. Please. Yeah, I, I was molested, and then I watched uh, many Muppets movies with my molester afterwards. So that was cool. He was a cool rabbi. Um, my name's Aton. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm a big. <laughs> I mean to start us off this way. I'm a I'm a big fan of your guys' podcast, so I'm super excited to to be here for the first time. And yeah, you guys. I guess know me from Drum Circle Jerk, a little bit of off court, and uh, yeah, I had a long day today, so I'm excited to talk about all the garbage you guys are usually piling in with uh, without help. So happy to do some free labor here. Yes, yes. Uh, if there's one thing I always enjoy, don't at all feel guilty about. It's hearing someone say, "I've had an incredibly long day at work." Great. Now let's talk about these like ten awful pop culture <laughs> topics that uh, aren't going to get old or you know seem trivial in any capacity. You know. Uh, uh, it, it is so cool what I think you know you do on Drum Circle Jerk. Uh, y'all's entire vibe is so great. Like I, I think it was the last uh, episode I was listening to how y'all yeah, were talking a little bit about like high school stories and then also like what the right boob size was and all of that and that that you know uh, it felt weird because it, y'all didn't mention Euphoria once in the the, the part that I was listening to and you know it felt like oh this is how normal people talk. Like they're not so poisoned by references to things. Uh, this is this is nice. Like this is what like a healthy yeah, conversation. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I feel like me and Brees fit fit your guys' ethos a lot. Um, and we haven't actually been recording a lot of episodes recently because we've been very busy. So I appreciate you listening to that. But it's actually Sophia who sort of pulls us in towards that direction of like talking like an everyman and just distilling everything down to like sex stories at high school and like how like how a shape of an ass should be uh, depending on the race maybe or something, something like that so I, I i get your guys brain poisoning which is why I, i'm an avid listener and supporter so. thank you thank you yes uh, yeah. <laughs> looking at uh, an ass and, shot and, and real a24 vibes <laughs> the entire time uh i i get it and i i mean it's it's it feels kind of fitting for you to be coming on at this time because you know um you guys you like you know the, you're the you're the canadian like come town podcast basically um 
and you came on for the ice road truck, like like the, the ice road episode yeah. of, of Giggo cast when we covered that. And just like now it's seeing all the, all the, you know, the, 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 the honk new the honk pilled news all the fucking <laughs> trucker convoy shit. I'm just imagining it like this entire uh protest saga playing out with characters from that ice road movie. Like, well, yeah, basically like, Ju- Justin Trudeau is like the evil like government lib who's like trying to stop yeah. thing. Um I mean it's basically the movie that probably inspired the whole movement. I'm assuming there's some kind of like red pill take on that movie. Um, but it has been really weird. Like Toronto's a pretty metropolitan city and seeing tractors like driving down the road in the <laughs> middle of the day has been quite uh, interesting. Uh, but and also we're like very much like the New York, California of Toronto. So it's been quite exciting to have very different looking uh, people um, basically just like custy ass, like fucking white uh, trash, like show up on our subway system. So it's been a noticeable effect. Um, yeah, I wish actually kind of breeze was here, but he does not care about Yellowstone. So he had no <laughs> no reason to be for the second half. I was gonna say, if we're going to be making one of crusty ranchers, we got to we got to pause <laughs> real quick, do our other episode <laughs> yeah. and then we'll we'll resume. It's been uh, I, I'm assuming you guys have heard about it a lot because all I've been reading is like that. It's it's like galvanized the entire like right wing movement around the world Our fucking stupid truckers who are. I mean, you know, yes and no. Like, I, like, I'm, I'm saying this as a Texan, and so it's just really funny to see these things that are like, these are what these Canadian truckers are striking for. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, but like no one would in Texas would have the guts to try and mandate any of those sorts of things. So, right. you know, like it's not something, uh, it's the supposed boogeyman you know that that is being worried about here as our governor is saying like yes please keep subscribing to everyone's gofundme over there so they can keep buying gas or whatever it was you know mutual aid for these truckers i think is uh the the right way to go about things yeah no this is an especially canadian situation because it would never happen in america and also because it got to the point where they sent the royal mounted police to ottawa <laughs> to stop these truckers so it really is like a strange dudley do right episode at this point <laughs> like, taking on the evil truckers i was about um, to say you're gonna have us send, uh with brendan fraser and his like renaissance you know everyone loves him he's gonna get back on his dudley do right and start just using a baton and beating some truckers <laughs> Fuckers up. Uh, it's, uh... Yeah, I remember I was I was riffing with a friend in the chat. And we were just like pitching fake movies around this. Like, imagine like a like a like a girl boss Mountie movie where like she goes and starts like fucking up the Nazi truckers. <laughs> <laughs> that might the be a better like movie a... plot than a, a film trailer that we'll be talking about a little bit yeah. later on. Yeah, it's very so, live with we'll, that one. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but but real quick, let's talk about like the the box office uh, just right up top here uh jackass forever kept just you know keeping the franchise alive doing the lord's work 23 million dollar opening whereas moonfall the movie that we wanted to talk about and that we were going to talk about but then i saw what the thursday and friday results were going to be for this movie <laughs> and I, was, I quickly pulled the ripcord on that didn't even make 10 million dollars on a 140 million dollar budget <laughs> it is it is abysmal but don't worry it's an independent film no studio actually backed this movie uh to for the cost so this is entirely a film that was meant to bomb as being a tax write-off for 
whatever uh, various entities are shadow backing this. So it's a yeah, win-win. It, it's, it's, it was literally, I think it was meant to be like a global, like financial money laundering conspiracy. Cause like, I think like 60% of the budget was accounted for by like foreign capital, like China kicked in like $40 million. Like <laughs> Germany was pretty heavily invested. You got, you got the Canadian tax credits cause they shot some of it in Montreal. Um, but yeah, this you know we're we're in we're we're seeing the the everything bubble start to pop in interesting ways. You know, there's a lot of talk about Feds raising interest rates, and you know the sort of era of free money is over. So who knows? Maybe maybe it's Moonfall that's gonna you know uh, the, the start the start the domino effect for the for the coming collapse. The moon is falling. That's right. Uh, it's the it's moon a- is out of orbit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can you repeat the budget for this movie again? Because I had never yeah. really like. I heard the name of the movie, but I didn't watch the trailer or anything until I opened the docket. And um, can, can you just say the, the yeah, name it's of a, the, it's a hundred and forty million dollars. Yeah, no. So no, basically, you know, uh, as much as it cost to make Avengers two, basically. Uh, yeah, but and they, it looks like a like twenty million dollar yeah, like cheap so like Space Channel like movie <laughs> like or show. You know hey, what I mean? Hey, I, I was we defend our quality. black yeah. shiny nanobot <laughs> evil. Okay, <laughs> we defend that on this program. This is our bread and butter. If we got rid of that, there goes every oil based joke we can make in the world. That uh, it's an allegory. No, no. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, one thing from the box office that was super surprising to me, at least, was that 67% of the audience it's reported as uh, for, for Jackass Forever was in the 18 to 34-year-old demographic. And considering the fact that Jackass 1 came out in 2002, you know, a lot of the audience either wasn't alive or was too young to even remember the first Jackass movie coming out. So this is a, a real, I just, I think, triumph for this series that uh, they, they just can keep going. Because, you know, putting a man in front of a bull and letting the bull charge is going to always be funny. Yeah. Did you did you see that meme about uh, the the Jackass series is Rotten Tomato scores over time? Oh yeah, Where, like the slowly first, climbed. The first ones were like, like, yeah, critically reviled, and then they just like keeps increasing on a linear path until like the latest ones are are certified fresh. And it's just like it's an interesting microcosm of like something that was used to be derided as like low bro culture now being like a, a critical darling because the sort of the, the the critics who are reviewing things probably grew up with it and have this nostalgic attachment to it. But I, I was sort of thinking about. You know, seeing the success of this, I was thinking about like, oh, why is it resonating so much with like uh, this like uh, like based Zoomer audience when like it's it was sort of like the 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 precursor for uh, like TikTok clips and mm-hmm. people in public like filming ridiculous shit happening and then uploading it for content like it's very like in line with the the way that a lot of the younger set like interacts with with the, the internet and media and, and particularly like now social media. So I, I think there's a definite fr- like through line from like the original jackass series to like where it's, where it's at now in the zeitgeist. Really? Like, that makes really perfect sense. There, there's no crate challenge without jackass basically. You know what I mean? Or whatever that <laughs> shit is called. Exactly. The exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes perfect sense to, to me too. I, I'm in no way um, surprised about that. And also as like, like I think our age like looks back on those jackass movies as like more than just like just trash to watch randomly. Like I have very fond memories of like looking I remember going to see the first jackass movie and having like real conversations like that was like a 
that that was a good quality film more than just like a collection of skits in some way. I mean, you know? I, 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 I always loved yeah. the stunt work. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I would try and I would defend it just on that level to my friends of like, even if this isn't your right kind of humor, because, you know, humor is uh, just a very broad sense of, uh, of media. Like, this is something that is truly slapstick. Like, they, they are doing something of where, like, if it was animated and you were watching it, you might laugh at it. But, like, they're actually doing the real work and getting bit and getting mauled and breaking ribs and getting shot at and all of those things. And so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it just really is fascinating to see, uh, number one, like, how intact several of them are still after all these years. And then, uh, number two, how I think they've also set themselves up i again i haven't seen this movie but it seems like there's a new crop of of cast members that they're trying to integrate in and so i would imagine that we could see you know three four more of these jackass movies yeah they're they're grooming a, a new generation into the <laughs> into the jackass universe <laughs> um but yeah it, I, I mean they're also like you know like, like plotless hangout movies so there's that, that like parasocial aspect to it too it's like oh it's just it's like a group of friends that clearly enjoy spending time and hanging out and creating memories just it's just taken to the extreme and uh, you know there's there's de- like everybody like they specifically referenced like the success of this is like they marketed it as oh you've been cooped up inside uh get, get out with your friends and and go and go see this thing so i think it, it definitely that that sort of hangout vibes carries over there for sure also it's incredibly weird that like johnny knoxville has not been discovered as being incredibly problematic like if you were to say that in like <laughs> 1999 right that was when jackass was a tv show i think on mtv right 99 or 2000 i don't remember but some sometime around anyway then, yeah. but if you were to be like this guy he will have no major scandals over the next 20 years. And yes, he will have about 40 concussions in that amount of time. So yeah, they're not, they're not deleting old uh, jackass episodes because of his uh, problematic use of slurs. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We'll see what ends up happening. You'll get the same uh, intro as like when you watch gone with the wind on HBO max or whatever. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's a cultural artifact. And we felt like we need to leave this as it is for history. <laughs> man. We acknowledge as being very offensive. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about our first official trailer, which is just a a shotgun blast right to our face. Uh, I mean, it's the Netflix 2022 movie preview where they covered (laughs) it's 70 movies that are going to be coming out in 2022. I think we saw clips from about 20 of them or so. So um, the the genres seem to be going all over the place. Actions, comedies, thrillers, mysteries, dramas, all the fun stuff in between. And uh, I got distracted because they all look the same and they all look just flat as hell. Uh, they all had that like Netflix quality to them of where I thought the, oh. the Netflix sheen. I, I think I think it's the toy, coin that we the, the term that we coined. Yeah, yeah. It's, it uh, just it had the thing of where literally I thought, oh, okay. Well, when they come out, they come out. Like I was not thinking I look forward to watching this. It was just an advertisement of look at all of this content that we are going to shove down your throat and we're going to have even more iconic lines than the Ed Sheeran screaming bitch at Red Notice or whatever the fuck that one was. (laughs) So 
<laughs> oh my god yeah stop trying to make that happen like what what was up with like every a-lister in these in these movies like quipping to the camera for the promo like in character in the movie like did they do i'm just picturing like did they do like additional shots they in had the production to. of they being like okay to. this is yeah yeah this is this is what we're doing for the ad like this is you in character a character that we have no emotional resonance with yet cuz it's an like an, the, the there there isn't a lot of like uh, sort of legacy uh i'm like, sorry grift are you not a fan or looking here. forward to enola holmes 2 coming out <laughs> with <laughs> henry cavill as super jack sherlock <laughs> you're not trash. you're not stoked for that <laughs> or uh oh, or, yeah or god god it, i think it was pretty telling which movies were like you know like part of the netflix pipeline and which ones because obviously they just pick up things that like want to make a bit of extra money like especially movies that would be um you know limited release and shit like that but like that like they didn't do an extra shot for knives out too with like daniel craig like you know winking at yeah. the camera or with like the Guillermo del Toro, like weird Tim Burton style, like cartoon. Uh, it, like it's, it's called Pinocchio. Thank you very much. Oh, it's yeah, going to okay, be an whatever. allegory for fascism. If you yeah. don't like it, then you know maybe you, <laughs> yeah, you can take your that, problematic uh, jackass fandom away from here. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, more proof that del Toro is a hack now. To be honest, in my opinion, <laughs> but like, but, but you can just tell which movies like were part of their pipeline. They developed them because a they're like the worst properties out of all of them. B they have the shot that you're like mentioning and then yeah. yeah every other movie is just clearly like being like well we're gonna do a limited release anyway so let's get an extra million or two from uh netflix for having exclusivity for like a year you know yeah i i'm still laughing at that edit of the uh the shot from the ryan gosling one where it's edited as the gay man that's right you're welcome thank you i am incredibly proud to have made that I, when i first saw it i was like ah, it, it speaks for itself truly uh it's a thriller movie with ryan gosling and then uh captain america chris evans and i'm like ah, oh, great Oh, it, it, uh, it all looks bad. I like, yeah. And and I didn't think I would say this ultimately at this point because I not that I don't you know uh, have my issues with Netflix. I do, but like not a single one of them made me go, oh shit, what is that? None of it. All of it just felt like here's Jason Momoa. He has horns. He's a ram type motherfucker. Here's Jamie Foxx. He's driving a truck. Who knows what's happening in this one? It, it just was uh, it, it all felt like it kind of could just be different scenes from the same movie. Yeah, they're like there didn't seem to be a lot to get excited about here besides them being like, "Oh, you you know this A-list actor who's who's quipping at the character in character or like at the camera in that character as a it. character yeah. who you don't recognize." Like it's it's yeah. yeah, it's fucking weird. You know, I think you're right cuz it truly was like it wasn't talking about any of the stories. It was no. here is this actor, here is this set piece. You will watch it. You watch it, you big. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh well uh I, I think it was a success because you know we're talking about it and so i can't wait to go see the gay man uh <laughs> three months so should, should be should be great uh let, let's talk about this next trailer though uh it's for a movie called asking for it 
really provocative title. Uh, from the synopsis, we see that a small town waitress is sexually assaulted on a date, but then she is recruited into a vigilante group of badass women where they're going to then work together to try and take down a society overpowered by corrupt men. Yeah, girl boss revenge movie. Are we are we feeling it, fellas? What's up, bros? Let's go watch <laughs> the girl boss revenge movie. Like I have I have a lot of questions here. Like, is this like small? Like, it looks like it takes place in like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre town, and they're just it's, like it's cleaning a small up budget. this. It's it's yeah it's yeah. Such... <laughs> it's this, it, it's like this 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 small rural town in the middle of nowhere is just controlled by the manosphere. Like the the men's rights movement has set up shop, and they're just running the show. <laughs> like it's. It, yeah it's like what is going on with this premise and <laughs> also like the the mra guy is like you know simultaneously he's a sniveling little nerd but also he's like such an alpha macho startup charismatic bro that he has a legion of followers you know it's it's this thing of where uh of course it's played by ezra miller so you know let, let's not forget all those uh girls who are going to go watch this movie posted thirst tweets about ezra miller like four years ago so i think it's really them coming to terms with their own past selves and their own desires but that that's just me yeah i feel like the only saving grace of this movie will be how much do they emphasize the MRA part of it? Or like, yeah. it also felt like a weird, like pickup artist, like society convention going on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that aspect of the whole concept is cool because it would be fun to like, see a bunch of those guys just get like get fucked up you know the same way when uh yeah. what's his face who was that nazi guy who got punched in the face richard, like, spencer. richard spencer yeah. yeah richard spencer there's something visceral about seeing that and and i guess those <laughs> girls who hate the <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry i'm just picturing mystery getting american history x curb stopped <laughs> as his top hat is getting crumpled <laughs> And like American History X, like the aspect of the movie that's supposed to say like no to violence is just completely misconstrued by its fans. And now you have this this generation of like aggressive girls who think like, oh, these are our heroes. Like we're supposed to American History X, all these dudes. But yeah, there, there's that part of it that excites me. But it, the quality of like what you see within the trailer is just so low that it's really hard to get excited about the movie. It, it looks like what you're saying, like just a money grab at like that economy and like, like just it, trying to it get is a below few, yeah, a tv show episode level of production mm -hmm. value like that, that it, it's just bizarre to me that this would even get uh, approved uh, i mean uh, not approved but that someone would say yes we need to go out and we need to try and market this like it doesn't even feel like it needs to be anywhere other than netflix like if it popped up on netflix I would go, okay, well, that's that. But like, this is going to debut in theaters. <laughs> and it's just, come on, come on, let's not go. They submitted this to the fucking Tribeca Film Festival. <laughs> oh my God. I could not, I could not wait for the discourse around this one because you, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be insane. There's going to be some blue check girl boss journalist who's going to drop some insane take about this and it's going to be the main character for a couple days. It's, it's going to be great. Um, I the, the, just like the 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 top YouTube comment, which is like also just the best one. Quote: I hope there's a twist at the end where it turns out all the men they kill are just guys minding their business, and the group of girls <laughs> end up getting arrested for multiple homicides. <laughs> like, 
That would be beautiful. Oh my god. Oh my god. This was a men's retreat. This was about how to be a good dad. That's what this retreat was about. You killed all of them. The female Ghostbusters really has led us down this path, and and just the discourse alone is worth it. You know, no matter what you think about all these movies, like the discourse and the like incessant arguing from like blue check marks and like other like supposed film reviewers and stuff is half the fun of these fucking like obviously like feminist gra- like feminist baiting like yeah. films you know Be- because it and feels I mean, like it, it's a group of guys who, who were like i don't know what do those broads like yeah, uh, no, v- literally. revenge stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre it's directed to me by a woman now i'm just curious really quick i mean i'm sure it is yeah, i'm sure it is who's you the know? team <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's sort of tangentially related but I'm, I'm sure you guys saw those uh robocop posts yesterday oh my god People just yes. completely completely missing the point of you know like uh like uh, uh, unless the characters literally turn to the camera and say cops are bad capitalism's bad um you know like then then these people are gonna misinterpret the point of these pieces (laughs) it's so funny to me that like our brains have somehow gotten dumber because like you know starship troopers got that same reaction but it was almost like in a way understandable because verhoven was insane enough to put actual like nazi costumes in the movie as like part of the metaphor which was an aggressive <laughs> move back in like 97 or whatever i just re-watched robocop before these posts were coming out and there's like in my opinion nothing like not obvious about the message it's putting out there and i, I feel like he that's why that movie resonated with people water yeah he literally <laughs> just <laughs> and, and just the obvious corruption and like the the guys who are like trying to stop robocop like you know like the dude who's at the top of ocp who's like uh hanging out with the dad from that 70s show like doing bad stuff it's just such a clear um metaphor in terms of a movie that i don't know that's that's insane to me I, yeah i, I mean didn't really see these posts either and you also know that they're not real bad. fans because they could have all of those exact comments, but just say it about RoboCop 2 and they would be right. Like, yes. they, they, they're so close, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and so uh, just whatever. It's, oh it's my God. neither yeah. here nor there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining an alternate universe where Starship Troopers came out in like, like during the Trump presidency. So you, so you, <laughs> you, 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 because like the critics did get it wrong and they were all like why is this glorifying like um like fascist militarism but like just but but the internet wasn't around in the way it interacts with with critics and the media and whatnot so you didn't have this like contained discourse of just insane um like media propagated narratives like it it, it would have starship troopers coming out like a like couple decades later would have been that would have been a fucking like bomb going off in the discourse which has been hilarious <laughs> i can't wait to see what movie Bob has to say about this one. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like Armand, Armand White's number one movie of the year, which also confuses the whole discourse. This is an odd mixture, uh, the, an odd bunch that's been gathered together here. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, next trailer we have is for a film called X. Uh, it's coming from A24. And I, I'm stoked for this. Uh, basic plot is that in 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film, uh, porn, in rural Texas. But when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them and catch on to what is going on on their property, the cast soon find themselves fighting for their lives. 
it seems like a fun enough premise. It's even more fun when you find out that they, it was shot and edited in a way that makes it time period appropriate. So they're using film. They're using the filming techniques of the era. It's basically trying to do everything it can to cop that 1979 feel through and through. And I, I, I am here for it. Yeah, the, the, the cliche uh, total A24 vibes. <laughs> it's true like it's it's a stereotype for a reason like it, it, it's, this does look quality uh, i didn't recognize kid cuddy in a um with a with a fro which was yeah right yeah yeah cool. <laughs> I, I love I love also the interracial porn aspect of it too. I think that that adds a, a fun uh right. I, I felt like yeah. that's what they were going for because yeah, those farmers like, they didn't even realize they were shooting a porn. They just saw something interracial happen in rural Texas <laughs> in nineteen seventy nine. We have to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't allowed. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> uh, oh no. Uh, our son might grow up to become the offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers that no one believes is actually actually black but that's fine that's a that's a discussion for another point another day um <laughs> this this movie though is what i feel like a lot of films should try to strive for which is that if you're making a period piece and you are going on a more limited budget and you do want to stand out aping all of the effects from the earlier genre as well as like the 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 way shots are constructed to properly mimic what was popular in 1979 or at the very least in the 1979 in the audience's eye i think is the exact way that you try to make yourself stand apart and not I don't know, seem like another generic movie about, oh, haha, some young people, they're filming a porno, but oh no, shit happens. You know, it's uh, it's just a, a good approach. Yeah, no, Ed Ty West's uh, first big movie, House of the Devil, is also a great movie. I haven't thought about him since seeing this trailer that I didn't hear about until the docket. So uh, I think that alone uh, should excite people. If they haven't seen that movie, they should check it out. Plus, you know, uh, every like 19 year old, you can, I'm sure you can find uh, the character posters, you know, and uh, mm. I'm sure that's going to be on college dorms uh, f for a little while, at least, you know, for a couple of years. Uh, you can try and find your own euphoria chick or something. I don't know. Again, I haven't seen the show. I assume that's just how it works, though, that they talk about films when they're not, you know, being underage and naked um so the uh this next trailer that we got here is for joe versus carol it's a peacock Jesus tv Christ. show uh which is carol baskin versus joe exotic it's the it, it happened they finally made a whole movie it's so timely aren't we excited for this one right who nobody cares about this shit anymore it's i, I mean okay there's uh, time like everyone remembers that time in the early pandemic when everybody watched tiger king like that that one week and you like i mean time has worked kind of weird since then and we're already getting like a fictional um like dramatization of these events that we literally just got like a viral docudrama on it's like 
they're they're just like scraping the bottom of the barrel here like it, it, the and the and I think I mentioned this before but like the the time window between when things can get dramatized versus when they actually happening is just shortening and shortening and like this is just yet another like example of the the shrinking time horizon because between it, when it, you it can should act- also go yeah. sorry I don't mean to cut you off too much oh no no as I'll part go, yeah, go of on. the peacock show is them filming Tiger King like <laughs> there are lines in the trailer where it's like oh and what's this documentary on what are y'all going to be covering like that's going to be a part of the show which is just uh i mean talk about like how time is weird it's like oh, okay so we're incorporating all of that now and we know how it ends like he's in prison right now he has cancer and then he got transferred to a slightly different prison that has a better cancer ward in it like yeah get him <laughs> fuck that guy <laughs> just- by the way guys i'm only not chiming in here so i sorry to interrupt i just realized this because it's in my notes uh because this trailer was blocked in canada for some reason which is very strange i, I don't know huh. what it is that this needs to be blocked regionally from like the other probably country that cared about the stupid fucking show when it first came out. Oh, that well, hey, you know, that's fine. It's okay for you to be silent on this. The Canadian silence on this issue is deafening. <laughs> it's, it's telling. It's very telling. <laughs> After no. all of the support that I'm sure many tiger owners in Florida gave to your brave truckers to not respond <laughs> by watching this trailer. I don't want to show a negative representation of him to all the truckers right now in fear of even more honking and harassing <laughs> in the of Ottawa. So. <laughs> I haven't been able to sleep in weeks. It's awful. Like, oh, I'm so my, sorry. My cat shit on me in the bed. It's different like, than the other times he shit on me. This time, I could tell he was emotionally distressed the entire oh my, time. I saw like multiple posts and compilations where people like, uh, my my wife can't handle the honking, so she's going to sleep at a male coworker's house. <laughs> like, I, wonder, I, wonder, I wonder what's going on there yeah that's why she's leaving because of the honking. yeah that's why yeah it's the honking yeah christ, <laughs> christ. it's it's Ugh. this whole thing just feels like uh two years too late even if you know two years would have made it right in the prime time of tiger king season like it just they shouldn't have made this it was a fool's errand i don't know why kate mckinnon would have agreed to this i don't know why peacock wanted to try and finance this it just seems like uh there are a million other properties going on that they should try and do instead who who the hell who who is going to watch this uh stop trying to make the the another tiger king happen it's it's over it's over. No, Can't find your new Sorry, Tiger King. Like that's that's the yeah. thing. Instead, like I mean this peacock, like all of that money that you would have spent on Joe versus Carol, if you gave that money to documentary film crews and you said, Hey, we want the next Tiger King, you could probably get fifteen documentaries made about that. And then you just try and figure out one to catch on to the public i mean yeah, there's there's definitely more than one like tinder swindler right because the only <laughs> one they found is the israeli one and you know there's there's a whole bunch of other ones out there so stop focusing on my brothers and uh and find somebody else to fucking make a documentary about <laughs> sorry god oh well it is what it is uh last trailer that we have going on right now it is for texas chainsaw massacre that not to be confused with 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre from like 10 years ago or the one that was like 20 years ago or the, the reboot that happened somewhere in between or, you know, the, the part four that got, was called Texas Chainsaw Massacre or whatever. It doesn't matter. This one, it's all new. It's all it's all great. This is uh, basically, I think, like a direct sequel to the first one. You know, that's a unique approach, right, y'all? That we're forget the entire film franchise. We are going to be a sequel to the first movie in an established horror franchise where we have a old ass survivor girl that is leading a new cast of characters against the masked person with a weapon that is trying to mow through them. This is an entirely unique approach, not at all done by the Halloween reboot. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw everyone on the timeline like dunking on the um, the like CGI face in the cornfield, which looked really, really bad, but, or the or the the whatever whatever field of wheat that was like just <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this uh, um, I would did not go into the trailer with high expectations, uh, but I did I did like the line about canceling Leatherface. Oh no, Griff, <laughs> no, no, that is your okay, lizard I'm brain. Sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, that, that is that's the equivalent. Got, I enjoyed it, that. It got clip. a little chuckle for me. Yeah, it just. <laughs> Like what? What old ass executive added that? That felt like a studio note. That was like that's that's what they should say right there. They should say you should worry about getting canceled. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's the only reason they make these these reboots and sort of like weird sequels, right? Because like I was watching the trailer, it didn't doesn't even look that much different than like the last remake, other than that obvious Netflix sheen. But then that line comes in from that like uh, you know kind of uh, fancy Chinese guy. And uh, and really like <laughs> that line and like diversity, which is all fine. I'm not saying we shouldn't have that are, to be honest, the main basis, I think, for these things getting made, because yeah. you don't really need a new Texas chainsaw. What you do need, though, is a new Texas chainsaw that gets shoved onto Netflix for a bunch of Zoomers to watch with a bunch of references like getting canceled and. And also like yeah. having a bunch of people live streaming their Leatherface. Yeah. Yeah, that, like, yeah. They're that, trying that, to gentrify yeah. the town is like the plot. You know, that, like, there's like a whole <laughs> yeah. bunch of people yeah. from the, like San Francisco startups that are moving in to this Texas town, which here's my question. If Leatherface is doing this and everyone knows kind of where Leatherface is, the FBI would be involved. I'm sorry. We have a mentally challenged guy living in rural Texas. They are going to nuke that fucking farm and then send what ashes are left to the electric chair. Like they are not going to just let him continue to live about his life in this world. Like it, it doesn't happen. I'm glad you mentioned the gentrification aspect of this. Cause like, I mean, all, like along with the obvious, like stu like, like um, studio interference to put in things like, you know, like, uh, referencing modern things like you know live phone live streaming cancellations and whatnot it's like uh so, sort of yeah like on its on its surface like it, it it's it's corny and whatnot but like if you can it, you can you can sort of like go down a layer and be like oh maybe maybe like this is an inadvertent critique of gentrification oh maybe this is maybe like you know it's it, it's it's <laughs> showing locals an inadvertent, will kill you that's the yeah and like a and a and an inadvertent critique of the um 
the the lack of actual power that cancellation has because oh oh you try to cancel someone uh no they're just gonna fucking kill you with a chainsaw and go about their business it doesn't actually work it's not real (laughs) (laughs) again you're putting much more thought than i think uh the actual creators of this movie did on their you gotta gotta go galaxy brain sometimes (laughs) Uh, it's okay it's okay well you know what? Because I, I, I'm not above it. If someone were to come up to me and be like, Kelton, we would like you to write Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I am saying yes. Like, I, I will try and uh, add whatever element I can. I'll make Leatherface a good guy. I'll make him, you know, be like trying to weed out the corruption of the town, you know, doing some uh, some absolute dumb bullshit like that. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, are y'all going to want to watch this? Like, does this pique your interest in any way? No. <laughs> uh, I was getting like Cowboy Bebop vibes from this. You know? Oh, my God. You're quality. right. That is kind of how it feels. Oh, yeah, no. Like weird, like, like cheap comedic dialogue. And then again, yeah, just like an adaptation of something that doesn't really need an adaptation. It has so much of like the same visual cues as the old Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But there's this, this like cheapness to it that you can't really put your finger on that's that's how i felt it feels like tv like it it feels like it's a set like even on the bus i thought like okay this is them in a set there's an overhead light and you know it it just the whole thing felt so uh, again i keep saying it but it felt flat the entire time that I don't know. Like, it, is this something that Netflix is saying, like, on an equipment level? Do they all use the same kind of camera? I'm trying mm. to figure out, like, what standardization they, they must be having as a as a studio for their larger projects. Cause- yeah, I mean, you referenced this earlier with the, with the asking for a trailer, how, like, yeah, this is a movie in theaters, but it looks like a, a made-for-TV, made-for-streaming movie. And I think there's just, like, this general trend of, like, flat of flattening everything into, like, the same thing. Like, TV is becoming movies, is becoming made-for-TV movies, which are streaming services, and it's all getting, like, flattened into this this corporate packaged sheen, whatnot. You know, it's, it's, it's all becoming one thing, whereas there used to be, like... Like TV used to be very separate in from movies in like how they shot it and how they made it and whatnot. And they look different and they had different conventions. Whereas now it's just, yeah, it's all converging to the same thing. It's making me wonder if things are going to become fully reversed and like if uh, succession season six or whatever, they're going to have, you know, six episodes released exclusively in theaters and, you know, you buy a ticket, it lets you in for each of the showings, each of those times across the country. Who knows? Who knows? Well, they, what they did be. that with Game of Thrones, right? Like the I last know season. they did, Griff. Yeah. I'm trying to pretend yeah. like I had an original <laughs> idea for once in my goddamn life. I know. I know they did it with the fucking dragon movie. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, they did. <laughs> it, it hurts. It hurts to acknowledge that, though. They really. Oh man, uh, I, I can't imagine. Can you imagine anyone trying to even pitch that with House of the Dragon? I don't think they would. I don't think they could. Uh, be awful. Um, okay, let, it, it's time. It, we're at the halfway point. It's time for plugs, everyone. So you know the drill: five dollars a month. Show your support for the show. Once we hit 25 patrons, we're going to start doing patron exclusive GigoCast every week. So that's double the amount of trailers, double the amount of news stories. Uh, why? Because uh, believe it or not, I have to weed out some things each week because there is a shit 
more to talk about. I don't know. We could dive into celebrity news and gossip. We could talk about is Julia Fox, you know, white pilling Kanye by black pilling <laughs> Kanye. I don't know. I don't know how things work. I'm just throwing words out there. It's called think piece writing. Uh, it's, I'm generating content right now. Um, in the meantime, though, uh, what we do have on our patron is a very special uh, series that we're doing. It's Yellowstone. The unauthorized Yellowstone podcast. So everyone, again, Montana cowboy pilled. Let's go ahead and do it. We are very fortunate. We're going to be recording something with our dear guest uh, a little bit later on. But uh, that's something that people will be finding out soon, 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 soon. Echo, echo, echo voice. Um, Let's talk about the, this next uh, next bit of news here, which wouldn't you know it? Talk about a segue. Yellowstone has been renewed for <laughs> season five, baby. Oh, boy. I, <laughs> I don't know what this means because I'm three seasons behind, but we're, we're catching up. So is this a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, I can tell I, you as somebody who's in season four that it's it's technically not a good thing other than if you want to just keep hate watching the show, because I'll talk about it more in the next episode. The show goes downhill quickly. I mean, just think about to the Hell conflict yes. of this first season, like how many times can they find new like ways for like different kinds of developers or money people like live <laughs> money people to come and steal property around John Dunn's farm from rural Montana that yeah. somehow but has a population of like 18 million people. Yeah, but it's exciting because <laughs> it does speak to and I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the next on the actual Patreon episode how popular this show is and how little the media cares about it other than announcing renewals it is as popular as season five of the walking dead was to give people a frame of reference like not at its peak with the walking dead but when it was still hitting super prime numbers it it is blowing things out of the water here uh unlike pretty much anything else that's currently on tv um Another bit of news is that Euphoria season three got confirmed. Uh, Euphoria has about a quarter of the audience that uh, Yellowstone has to give people a a frame of reference here. So uh, for all our younger listeners, uh, you're seeing all these Euphoria posts on on Twitter, people talking about Zendaya. Uh, Imagine four times the number of posts but it's your mom talking about how much she wants a guy named Rip to just <laughs> rearrange her guts. Uh. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, whenever whenever the boomers are are making memes, that's the 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 when 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 the boomer waffin is activated. That's that's when you know <laughs> a show has real uh, staying power. I love I love how the. Uh, like the executive um, in the official press release was like, uh, we're, we're excited to bring America's favorite family, the Duttons back for another season. It's like, yeah, yeah, we America. Yeah. We, we, we definitely deserve the, the Duttons right now as, as our favorite family. Right. <laughs> like it's, a, it's very much like a times man of the year thing of where like <laughs> it, you're indicative of what the year was. You know, like it's not an award so much as you're the, yeah. the symbol for what that year was was oh god uh yeah these duttons these crazy crazy people uh should be interesting so uh let's move on to things that people who might not care i don't know who wouldn't care about yellowstone but you know for those select few let's go with the counter programming and that's that scream is getting a sequel because enough People, the dozens of you that went out to go watch Scream 5, you're getting the Scream 6. So uh, the 6 is where the S is, I guess. 
for you know, at six cream is what I'm going to call it. Yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Drake's involved in the production of this one. You got to get the, the six in there. Um, yeah, I mean, people seem to keep seeing these like they seem to be financially like successful and but also like nobody nobody asked for a a, a like scream cinematic universe it's like come on no, like no they cares? tried i remember mtv had a scream tv show that only mm-hmm. lasted one season and i think that is probably like the route that they should have gone if this movie was took off is to do and i hate to say this but do what the paramount does as a tv studio which is like just churn out a good tight eight episodes of a show and then just release it and then move on because uh because i i don't feel like a movie is going to give the the yield the results that they want but that that's just me um i guess being too much of a downer too much of a misogynist did, did uh did scream like trademark the idea of doing like a satirical horror movie because it does seem that way with how many times they keep trying to like bring it back i it would scream four only came out like 10 years ago or something like that right yeah um, i mean and, it's... and in between all these properties i don't really remember a lot of other like you know kind of like parody takes on horror movies that aren't a, obviously like made by the guys who made the original scary movie from the makers of scary movie from the producers of scary movie kevin in the woods was like 2000s i guess as well just a a perfect film you know something that really analyzed it just a tight script whoever that writer was i'm gonna take a big sip of coffee let's all remember who the writer of cabin in the woods was you guys remember eli roth Joss Mike? Whedon. That's right. Oh, yeah, Joss, Joss Whedon. Whedon. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Good they didn't let him on set to direct. Problematic oh, fave. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I think especially in the form of a movie, it has been a little stagnated mm-hmm. for that. Because, like, I know, like, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead was on Stars, and that kind of had some some interesting tropes and things with it. But, um yeah, this this meta-ness seems to be something that only gets reserved for select genres. And so they're the ones that are saying we're the meta horror franchise. So yeah, haha. And I don't know. Meta in my head can only take you so far. Like, and I have never been a huge fan of this source of material. But I guess, you know, if it makes you know people who are in their early 40s happy, uh, it's great watch it with your cat they'll love it so much um this next trailer or not trailer next news story i'm sorry uh this is one you know that i feel like uh we as a podcast that are on spotify we are obligated to have to talk about which is that dwayne johnson (laughs) has rescinded his vocal support (laughs) for joe rogan after joe rogan's frequent use of the n-word came to light (laughs) it was one of those like joe brother let me tell you you gotta stand for what you believe in yeah and then oh no i didn't know that Let's, let's, let's break out the tequila (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we need need to get uh we need to get 
uh, Dwayne Johnson, Joe Rogan, and Vin Diesel all in a room. We got to we got to we got to hash some shit out. We got to we, like we got to fix it. Instead this. of Vin Diesel, we need to bring uh, Papa John in or whatever the name of the CEO is, <laughs> and they can all talk about speech therapy together. I, I was kind of confused about like I mean obviously people are going to get mad at uh, at Dwayne, but like isn't he um, he's like half black or something, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like he he's is. A, he, he's a he's an ambassador of yeah. the community. Um, I also only knew that. I just realized after reading the story because um, I remember in Ballers, there's like a scene where one of the like NFL players isn't giving Rob Corddry respect, but then he looks to Dwayne and he's like, he calls him a brother and then like shakes hand with him. And I was like, oh, did not know that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is black in any kind of way. And then from that point on, I've just assumed he's an expert on all these things. So um, yeah, I actually also, I was thinking about this, like Joe Rogan uh, apologized quicker, I think, than Bill Maher did. Which is very interesting to me because Joe has talked a million times about how like funny notes apologies are. Now we would never apologize to these things, but I guess Spotify is harder on these subjects than HBO is. Well, you know, I think it's one of those things of where much like sports contracts or anything else, everyone likes to float out the hundred million dollar number. I think the hundred million dollars is definitely the ceiling. And I think that there are certain clauses that give Spotify the ability Mm -hmm. to pull multiple millions of dollars away. If you don't post an embarrassing notes app style apology, which I think is uh, what, what ended up happening here. Um, it, It, it just is weird because you know like uh people seem to feel a desire to want uh rogan off of spotify and they're like deplatform rogan and it's like no i mean uh, like i get why spotify has joe rogan on its podcast you know um or why they have the podcast on their platform like it, it makes yeah. sense spotify is doubling down to podcasting in general like as much as I'm sure it might blow people's minds, I'm willing to bet that there are worse podcasts than Joe Rogan that are on <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> like, it's just not- we've 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 seen so many. Sorry to cut you, but we we've seen like so many rounds of Rogan discourse right in the past couple of years. Like there was yeah. the whole like when he when he brought Bernie on and was like receptive to ideas. Everyone was oh yeah. Uh, Go Joe Rogan. This is oh, what the, reaching the, the across the aisle yeah. looks like. <laughs> and it's just like we've we've seen like multiple rounds of this shit. People shifting their uh, takes on him depending on what the parameters of of the discourse are. And it's just like he, yeah, he he rolled over very very quickly with the sort of like apology and you know being like it's he's he's not like they 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 want to make him out to be this like sort of like aggressive abrasive guy but just like he just seems like he'd rather just like hang out and and do drugs and just like be like oh yeah i'm i'm sorry about that but you know i'm gonna still keep doing my thing so i don't like just seeing people get up over like actually mad about these media figures it's like what are what are we doing here like yeah it's 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 like a misunderstanding of him as something more than just an idiot savant with like a popular tv show when that's really yeah podcasts and youtube channel that's really all he is like i don't know how many people actually did like the horse fucking uh medicine ivermectin yeah yeah whatever how many people were convinced by him that weren't already convinced otherwise yeah exactly you know so i i agree even though like i don't love rogan anymore but i used to be like uh an avid listener so so that i i feel like i'm a reford rogan listener but 
at the same time, yeah, I think people are like, it's just like the flavor of the day and they'll yeah. give him his flowers like immediately the moment he does anything like remotely left wing in some way. I, I was about to say, I feel like the yeah. inverse, and this is, of course, being way too topical. So I'm sorry uh, in advance for this, for uh, getting into a conversation that I, I don't know all the details of, but is like uh, with the Hassan streamer guy, people are mad at him for buying a car and stuff you know and yeah. they're going like oh this isn't espousing the right kind oh of my values. god Has- hassan piker is cringe uh breaking news at 10 it's like <laughs> oh, come on we've, been, we've uh, been doing this like yeah the, the, the guy the guy is a fucking uh, clout fiend who likes to, to show off his money it's like if you actually think he's any sort of like fucking radical leftist vanguard you you're you're media poison you're you're it's it's over you're not gonna make it like <laughs> it, it, it just feels like it's kind of like you know anyone who's up on a pedestal of sorts and has like such a large platform you know you do have more responsibilities than the every person but ultimately like if you're the type of person who's putting them up on a pedestal just because they have a large platform like that that's on you and so, so the same thing goes with people who get mad at Spotify for wanting to remove 70 episodes of the Joe Rogan thing in my mind. It's just like, sure, Spotify doesn't want to take the PR hit as a publicly traded company for having that. You know, great. If they own it and that's theirs, then wonderful. It just means there's going to be a Spotify tier eventually where you can have all access passed to the Joe Rogan experience for an extra $7.99 a month. And then people are going to pay for it. You know, uh, it, it just seems silly to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whole, whole thing. Whole thing's very silly. I mean, there's there's so yeah, there's there's a lot of, you know, like free speech talk and whatnot. But like also, yeah, this is this is a private company watching their bag, trying to do damage control on their cash cow in the media space they're trying to move into. So, yeah, it's it's like all they need to do is sorry. Like all they need to do is just ask, like, would you give Joe Rogan a hundred million dollars again today? You know, and like yeah, that's the (laughs) ultimate question. So see when the contract is up and then then's the time Uh, play it smart critics no need to try and think that you're gonna change a company's mind all of a sudden like this but again what do i know let's focus on more important things more pressing things than uh than than podcasts that actually affect people's daily lives of media habit consumption (laughs) uh the real stories are the ones that exist within the sony marvel universe (laughs) that's right dakota johnson is going to play madam webb in the sony universe of spider-man characters so it's sony not at all scraping not even the bottom of the barrel but like the edges of of the barrel to try and extract some sort of ip out of this that then they can try and wield so they can have tom holland have conversations with more people uh are either of you familiar with madam webb uh no I, I we need I, I think we need to get no 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 uh, no, 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 yeah. no 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 this is this is my, the joy because none of us really are that familiar let's start doing some wild extrapolations about this character because I'm sure that won't frustrate one of our listeners in particular <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to imagine there is a Downton Abbey esque posh type Spider Woman <laughs> Madam Web. <laughs> <laughs> And the upstairs, downstairs, but it's of the apartment complex uh, where Peter's at. You know, that's uh, that's what it's all about. Um, 
yeah, this, this is, just seems like it's one of those things of where it's like, oh, okay, someone in their late 20s, early 30s got cast in a superhero movie. Cool, great. I guess it's to be expected. What, they're reasonably popular online? Fantastic. Like, signed to a probably, what, a five-picture deal? Underpaid at the beginning, overpaid at the end? Great. Yeah. Like, what else is fucking new about this sort of thing? It, it seems like it's, you know, just uh, going to be interesting to see what they are trying to do with discussing the larger cast of characters. Like, I'm not sure how things are going to tie in i'm not sure if uh sony's going to have to pay disney to try and get madam webb to talk to some of the avengers to make her feel like a legitimate part of the mcu or mcu adjacent things but uh i have faith in them I, so i guess sony has its own universe now i guess like yeah it says like like venom's in there that, that morbius 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 that's and right at the end it says it says anchored by baddies like Venom, Morbius, and Craven, spelled with a K. Who the, who the hell is who the hell is that? Oh, he's a, <laughs> he, Craven's actually pretty dope. He's like a super hunter type guy. So uh, he wants to kill Spider Man. The most dangerous game is not man; it's a Spider Man. You <laughs> see. <laughs> <laughs> so you know um i I think that uh it could be fun but i'm also not sure about the casting of all of that sony wants to have like their evil version of the avengers and their sinister six kind of thing and so i think they're trying to build up the roster on the hero side as well so that way then there can be like a super big clash fight when um, I'm now the aliens that Venom is a part of come in and say, no, we're here to bring Eddie Brock. I I don't know. I could care less, honestly, about a lot of superhero stuff. The burnout is incredibly real for me with this whole genre. Are are you ready to fork over money to watch it, Grift? Uh, nope. All right. I'm I'm still, yeah, I'm I'm still kind of, uh, I'm still sleepy from watching the Eternals. So, (laughs) yeah, that's a fucking narcoleptic movie. Oh, well. Um, Oh, well. My goodness. Uh, Okay. So last last news story here about what we got going on. Uh, It's the Daily Wire. They're going to launch. They're starting their own movie studio, as we have been following for a little bit. Uh, Their first original movie, Shut In, is going to be appearing on YouTube for free for everyone. That's right. Free. And, you know, all, all the good movies that are fully available on YouTube for free are always good. Right. That's that's how it works, I think. Uh, So uh, are we excited to see what the Daily Wire's cinematic uh, achievement is going to look like? I just am excited that Vincent Gallo is in it because I assume (laughs) you only said yes because it's on the Daily Wire. Like he could be in any kind of movie as long as like it has to do with some kind of like, you know, vaguely right wing institution of any kind. So I'm going to watch the fact that it's also going to be on free on YouTube. I'm totally gonna watch this and i'm even more excited that this ben shapiro movie is on the horizon that he's supposed to be in as well right so it's like a gallosance the beginning of the gallosance <laughs> is gonna be online you know i think you're the only person who's like ah oh, yeah i don't give a fuck about madam webb but no uh, the gallosance it's time cast him as morbius too and uh we'll, we'll have something going on here should be fun um, I'm just I'm just looking forward to the upcoming uh, Gina Serrano uh, headline Western. It looks like is 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 gonna be the next one. Yeah, 
if you watch this movie, stay tuned because we're re- also releasing the trailer for the Gino Carano <laughs> Western movie with this. You know, it's like back in the day when uh, people wanted to watch the uh, the Phantom Menace trailer, so they had to go watch. It was, I think, a it was like a Morgan Freeman uh alex cross movie but that was the movie that had the phantom (laughs) menace trailer so people bought tickets for that film just so they could watch that trailer that's what it feels like uh with with this enter the shapiro verse (laughs) (laughs) it's a series of shorts you see So I like I I guess the plot of this is like a single mom is like has to escape from her abusive like meth head boyfriend or something. She's like locked in the house or some shit. Um, just you know, it's 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 good to see uh, conservative media outlets uh, supporting single mothers in this time. Yeah, you know, it's they're they're really branching out here. You know, there's going to be a scene where they're like, but she deserved it actually. You see, because she had <laughs> <Yeah>. premarital <laughs> sex. Yeah, <laughs> she, she made these life choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, my yeah, fault. I went to feminism university. <laughs> I yes, to leave my All husband. Right. We, I think. I I think we got to cover this. <laughs> I think you guys should have just written this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've literally, we literally, I think we, we've had bits before about being like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to pitch stuff to the fucking newly up and coming, uh, conservative sort of, uh, m- movie production sphere. Okay. Listen, <laughs> if Taylor Sheridan could be kind of a right wing leaning guy existing in a left space. Well, hear me out. I can be kind of a left leaning guy in a right dominant in space the entire time uh that that's called setting the bar incredibly low trying to be the taylor sheridan of the daily wire (laughs) for their (laughs) projects um it, it is i think going to be interesting you know uh to see what happened uh cause like uh this is a film script at least that has been kind of floating around for a while and so it's going to be interesting to see uh, whether or not the script itself is actually any good. Because with some of these things, like if the script is bought up, but then it's kind of placed on the back burner of one studio, it might get sold off to another and the rights expire and those sorts of things. And so it could be a legitimately great story. And again, it has a good director. Like the, There's a lot of upside for this. But if it ends up being something where it looks like it's shot on a Dimestar camera, it, I mean, I'm also not going to be surprised by it whatsoever. I, I can't imagine it being like embarrassingly bad, but it's it's definitely it's definitely not gonna not be some like uh, yeah genre pushing art film or whatever. <laughs> just like yeah, we're it's it's probably it's Forget probably everything be you thought average. you knew about yeah. Vincent Gallo. <laughs> <laughs> You mean the guy? You mean Joaquin Phoenix? No, he just kind of looks like Joaquin Phoenix a little bit if you think about it. Um, yeah, it, it should be it should be a blast. That that's going to be kind of my only thing. Uh, apparently, distributors are already mad because they didn't realize that it would be available for free on YouTube in the U.S. So great, yeah, wonderful. 
They're keeping the tradition that HBO and uh, Disney has of making their distributors overseas get mad over the fact that it's uh, readily available online. Yeah, look at look at this free handout from the Daily Wire. You know, if you if you keep giving people, you know, they're they're gonna they're not gonna be incentivized to work for their media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Daily Wire, socialist uh, publication. <laughs> yeah. <isn't> a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Ben Shapiro and here's 115 reasons why the people over at Voltage Pictures are actually wrong yeah. for their lawsuit against me. I'm going to be taking a point-by-point point approach. Number one, they're fake. Number two, they're His gay. His review of the movie <laughs> is going to be unbelievable. Just <laughs> His YouTube fucking episode. On Imagine that. if oh he torches it. <laughs> like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. I hate this more and more. I wasted so much money on this. I feel I hate this on a personal level um my goodness well uh last segment here what is happening next week uh next week is valentine's day so we we might be taking the week off i don't know stay tuned everyone um the 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 slate of things that are coming up i tried to encapsulate it with one story but i couldn't do that i just want to read to y'all what our valentine's day movie offerings are and i want you all to to pick your favorite out, out of them um the first one is called marry me it's that jennifer lopez owen wilson movie where uh she picks him out of a crowd and they get married uh the next one is tall girl 2 we all remember tall girl. Well, yeah. the discourse t- continues. I assume there's a taller girl that she runs into. So yeah. she's actually not as tall. If not wildly tall disappointed. Tall girl too. Even taller. <laughs> uh, then you have the truly awful looking Charlie Day. Uh, and I think it's Jenny Slate movie. Uh, I want you back. Uh, which just Amazon rom-com nonsense. Then we also have everyone's parents. Uh, like if you if you're single and your parents invite you out on like a pity thing where they're like, just come with us. It's okay. Like we'll all go out to dinner. It's our way of making sure you don't kill yourself tonight. Um, you can watch Death on the Nile, which has I think three canceled actors now in it. With uh, uh, the woman who was playing Shuri uh, for her anti-vax dance, Gal Gadot and Army Hammer, it, all in the same film. So, you know, what a cast the entire time. And then uh, rounding it out, we also have Liam Neeson starring as Grandpa on a Revenge Mission in Blacklight. So, yeah, that's that's uh, what's available right now for everyone. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can't I can't wait for tall girl too. Uh, look who's taller now. <laughs> <laughs> A poignant message yeah. about heightism in America. Yeah. You see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also I wanted to say that I, I'm only interested in Death uh, on the Nile remake if uh, somehow Gal Gadot's character is Israeli in some way and they write that into the uh, <laughs> to the new version like an early you know like an early well, 1950s they, they ex- Zionist. She, I was gonna say they don't explicitly say you know that she's Israeli. They just show four and a half minutes of uncut single shot her drowning a Palestinian child. So you know <laughs> uh, it's it's implied the subtext is there yeah the movie opens like sorcerer with all the backstories of all these characters and and yeah gavadot (laughs) is literally in the yom kippur war like no scoping (laughs) fucking little palestinian children before going on a fun adventure with kenneth branagh on the (laughs) nile yeah it's so great um 
But yeah, so that- uh, Pharaoh, let my people go. <laughs> uh, they, can, they can go nuts with those lines if that's part of the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. she could she could just have incredible delivery on all of them. <laughs> yeah, great, all around great actress Gal Gadot, mm-hmm. uh, who but- somehow still not gotten rid of her. Just awful horrendous we've been dealing with the backlog it's it's the backlog well we have no idea what her actual value is at this point it's insane because she's literally getting worse like her acting is actively getting worse than i don't we don't know we we, we talked about this before and like we don't i don't know what the fuck's going on here but yeah there's she's been in a lot of delayed movies so there's (laughs) it seems like they're just trying to unload them as soon as possible (laughs) coming soon to the two for five dollars Walmart bin Gal Gadot movies wonderful uh mm-hmm. yeah I, I guess I would say y'all can watch that instead I would suggest everyone watch Reacher Reacher is on Amazon Prime it's Alan Richson just a six foot five giant blonde man wrecking shop in a rural town in Georgia it's great if you think corporations are bad and you want to watch a bunch of Keystone cops die so uh I'll, I'll leave that up to y'all to decide uh, in the meantime, though, uh, let's t- get to plugs. So what is going on in the shop right now? Uh, so we we finally have some uh, Yellowstone shirts uh, referencing some some bits we've been doing over the course of the series. Uh, we've got the we've got the Pharaoh Dutton uh, shirt. We got uh, uh, the the Jamie. Uh, I'm I'm not gay. I'm celibate uh, <laughs> one in the in the in the Obama poster. So, yeah, we got some we got some fun stuff up there. I'm 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 looking forward to the to the thomas rainwater uh crying indian (laughs) 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 talking about so yeah yeah uh it's it's a great time on the yellowstone podcast people it's gibberish unless you watch the show so it's wonderful (laughs) and great Uh, in the meantime aton uh what's going on with you uh, that excites me by the way i gotta buy my first i haven't i keep not buying grift material because also um um shipping to canada is insane right now with the COVID yeah. stuff so the moment yeah. the pandemic moments um i think i'm gonna get my either crying rainwater t-shirt or <laughs> I, I feel like you just need any like just like beth torturing jamie t-shirt yeah. in any kind yeah. of way like just yeah just yeah like, we definitely need to do a beth shirt for sure yeah even like yeah. you know like doing like the stupid like uh homer uh choking bart like thing or something <laughs> just any kind of like jamie torture but um yeah no You're this, the best this has been fun. around no one's gonna ever keep you down <laughs> i don't want to make the obvious uh mike tyson joke uh but um yeah no it's it's uh this has been fun i'm excited to get onto the yellowstone episode um Drum Circle Jerk still exists, but we podcast as I'm asked to do it. I'm I'm usually the guy. I'll just air this out here, even though I've told this to my <laughs> co-host, but they're not they're going to forget. And I hope they hear this. But like I used to be the guy who's like every week, like, OK, when do you guys want a podcast? When do you guys want a podcast? I've gotten so busy that I've not been able to do that job anymore. Every now and then, Sophia and Brees have been so excited that it happens, but I guess they have just not been excited enough in the past three weeks. We just podcast now when we feel like it. Somehow people still like there's like 12 people still donating to our Patreon. Hell yeah. Elton still listens. It's, it's a good time. Like I like how chill it is. But uh, if you guys hear this, I'm down to do an episode. You just have to plan it and bring it up. <laughs> so that's what's going on with Jump yeah. Circle Jerk. And uh, Off Court has been on indefinite hiatus because uh, I'm doing that. And uh, Abdul is like a real fucking screenwriter. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that, but we're hoping to come back, you know? 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I hope I hope Kanye actually drops Donda too, so we can do a sequel to the, uh, to the to the hip hop episode. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll plan that. Fantastic. Episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, that, we that I will. That. I will take the initiative to put that episode together because that was one of my favorite episodes and one of our top listened episodes last year too, which is surprising because oh, hell yeah. like two two hours and fifteen minutes of us. Yeah, discussion. The three white guys meme. It's <laughs> but it's it's real. Well, thank you so much again. Uh, f- uh, as it relates for the podcast, follow us on Twitter at Gigocast. Uh, Patreon is patreon.com slash garbage in garbage out. Uh, the website is gigo.plus. And we will talk to you all later. Bye. Peace.